So what shall we discuss this evening? We could discuss sports, politics, geography, fashion. Okay, let's discuss sports. Krishna is having his Raslila in Vrindavan. That's Krishna's sports. Politics, well... Krishna is the biggest politician. So they say. So they say. So some people say. What else is there? Geography. We can discuss that. Parastasmatu bhavanyo vyakto vyaktat sanatanaha. Beyond this material world, there's another world, the spiritual world. In Vrindavan, there's Govardhan, hill. Yamuna River, Keshi Ghat, Vangshi Ghat. So this is transcendental geography. And fashion, well, Krishna is the best dressed person. As far as our own fashion is concerned, Srila Prabhupada wrote in one purport that in our that foolish materialistic people, they're always changing their fashion. Sometimes they dress one way, sometimes another way. But in our Krishna conscious room, we have one fashion which is uh, shaved head and shika and tilak. And for the ladies, no shaved head, but tilak. And he didn't write that, but also the hand should not be put on the mouth. No, Jai Panduranga Das. In fact, you should go and wash your hand now, before you put it on anything else. Don't touch anything with your hand until you wash it, please. So, we have to go to the spiritual world and we have some basic points to learn here before we go. These are some basic points. You see, if you put your hand on your mouth and again you touch your beads or the Bhagavatam, then that's offensive. So we should learn all these things. Our subject is Krishna, not mundane sports or politics or geography or fashion. Our subject is Krishna and we can discuss other things in as much as they are related to Krishna. Srila Prabhupada would sometimes discuss with his disciples topics such as Indian history or the current affairs, what's going on in the news. But he would not discuss it in a mundane way, but in relationship to knowledge of Shastra. He quite often discussed about various events that had happened in the recent history of India, to show how India was becoming misguided and detracted from her, distracted from her real purpose, which is God-realization. And his disciples often told Srila Prabhupada about different affairs that are being reported in the news to get Srila Prabhupada's comments on that. Some amusing things came up that uh, some report that the scientists uh, now they want to produce food out of oil. That means like, oil means, you know, like petroleum. Srila Prabhupada was pointing out, what is this madness? By the grace of God that you can, the soil produces food. You see that some tomato plant is coming up by this drain here. Someone must have thrown some tomato and the seed is automatically coming up. But instead they'll go and with great difficulty drill oil out of the sea and 
and then do some experiments and convert it into something which is horrible. And they can, quite, they can maybe make something edible out of it. So, this is just an example of ugra karma, just horrible, unnecessary work. So Srila Prabhupada was always emphasizing that we should live simply, don't make life complicated, so that we can concentrate our attention on Krishna and Krishna consciousness. Life in the modern age is unnecessarily complicated. You see people, they're working in some company and then the company wants them to move to some city 1,000 kilometers away and they have to leave their family behind and then they lose the relationship with the family and it's, the whole thing is insane. So live simply. Don't make unnecessary endeavors. We should live in such a way that we can maintain body and soul together. No need to endeavor for an artificial standard of living. Nowadays there are so many different uh, artificial things which people can buy. So we also utilize them. We, uh, you see these, these objects, electrical gadgets, we can also use in Krishna's service. Electrical items we can use in Krishna's service. But we don't depend on these things to serve Krishna. We should know that the essence of our life is not earning money, the essence of our life is to develop our heart's natural attraction to Krishna. That comes from hearing and chanting about Krishna in the association of devotees. Now we're having last few evenings, this uh, meeting here every evening, but not so many people are coming. Mostly they come on Sundays. They're too busy otherwise. So don't be too busy. Even, you see, our devotees who are living in the ashram are also busy in activities for spreading Krishna consciousness. So that's required. But we shouldn't become so busy that we don't have time for hearing and chanting about Krishna. It doesn't make sense that we're going, we're making so much effort to go and preach to people to hear and chant about Krishna. But we're, we're making so much effort to preach to them to hear, about, hear and chant about Krishna that we don't have time to ourselves hear and chant about Krishna. Where's Madhav, by the way? I told him morning is He sometimes comes late like this? He needs he needs supervision. Hmm. He should be here also hearing. Anyway, um, yeah, all right. So our subject is Krishna. We should discuss about Krishna. We all have our eternal loving relationship with Krishna, either as servant or as a friend, parental relationship or in the relationship of a lover to Krishna. So we can read Krishna book and hear about Krishna's pastimes with his devotees with the faith that by the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila Prabhupada and all the Acharyas that if we follow this simple process of Krishna consciousness we can very soon enter into that eternal relationship with Krishna. We don't belong here in this material world. We belong to Krishna. And by chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, we become 
eligible to, by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, to enter the spiritual world. So here, by following this process of sadhana bhakti, that awakens our feelings for Krishna. And when our feelings for Krishna are fully awakened, then we go back to home, back to Godhead. So let us appreciate the qualities of Krishna. Krishna is so merciful. Even the demons who came to kill Krishna, Krishna gave them liberation. Even Putana came to kill Krishna and Krishna thought, oh, she's become like my mother. So she, he gave her the position of a mother. So if Krishna is so merciful even to the demons, then surely he will be merciful to those who are sincerely trying to serve him. But we should be serious to serve him. A half-hearted attempt won't help. But if we are serious to serve Krishna, then certainly Krishna will give us the nectar of his lotus feet. There is a well-known picture of baby Krishna lying on a banyan leaf, sucking his toe. So you see little babies, they often do that, they suck their toe. We can't do that because the body becomes stiff later after the body grows. Unless you're expert in yoga practice, you can't put your toe in your mouth. Baby Krishna is sucking his toe. Why? Because he's thinking that so many devotees, they're eager for the nectar of my lotus feet. It must be quite good. Let me taste it and see. In here lies the clue of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's avatar. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayana Rupanoga Chanair Jivan Shri Krishna Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna. He's not different. He is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami. So many people, even many Vaishnavas, they find it difficult to understand that why would Krishna come as his own devotee? That Krishna is supreme. So why should he accept the position of a devotee which is less than that of being the supreme? Well, a clue to that is given in the beginning of Srila Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where he says that even though Bhagavan is supreme, even stronger than Bhagavan is Bhakti to Bhagavan. Because the Supreme Lord, who is most powerful by his Shakti, all his different Shaktis, is controlled by Bhakti. This uh, Durvasa Muni, he was trying to get relief from the Sudarshan Chakra who was chasing him. He went to all the different demigods, even to Shiva and Brahma. They said, we cannot help you. Eventually he went to Lord Vishnu, who, who is the master of the Sudarshan Chakra. And he also said, I can't help you. If Vishnu can't help you, then what does that mean? There's something, some power is stronger than Vishnu. And Lord Vishnu admitted that to Dorasa Muni. Aham bhakta paradhino nahi asvatantra ivadvijaha. He said that, I am not independent. I am under the control of my devotees. So certainly he is the supreme, but just as the devotees are more, just as the supreme Lord is more dear to the devotees than their very lives, so vice versa, the devotees are more dear to the Lord than his very self. Sadavo hridiyo mahyam sadhu nam hridiyam tvaham mat anyate na jananti nahang te bhyo managapi. Lord Vishnu told the Rasamuni, 
that the sadhus, the devotees, they are my heart, and that uh, I am all. They are in my heart, and I am in their heart, because they know nothing but me, and I know nothing but them. Lord Krishna told Udhav Maharaj, "Natata me priyatama atma yonena shankaraha." He said that, my dear Uddhava, that Lord Brahma, who is born from me, and Lord Shiva, my uh, Lakshmi, my wife, Balaram, my brother, and even my very self are not as dear to me as you. So this is the uh, very intense and sweet relationship between the Supreme Lord and His devotee. What, it, what is it like to be a devotee? The Supreme Lord is so curious to know that He becomes, He, he takes the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to experience yeah. that. So it's a very fortunate position to be a devotee. We should never think that this Hare Krishna movement is something, just another Hindu movement. There are so many, you see, there are so many, there's this uh, Sai Baba and Ravi Shankar and who knows how many, Amma and so many useless things. But on the strength of Shastric understanding, we should know that Krishna consciousness is completely transcendental, nothing to do with man-made so-called religions. We are not coming to Krishna consciousness to get uh, happiness for the body in this life or, in, or even in a future life. We've come simply to develop our loving relationship with Krishna, which is beyond the three modes of material nature. So developing appreciation for Krishna, developing appreciation for his devotee, serving Krishna according to the rules and regulations of Shastra, and preparing ourselves to go back home, back to Godhead, preaching the mission of Krishna consciousness. These are all the activities of the Krishna consciousness movement. So we want that everyone should appreciate Krishna. We have to develop our appreciation for Krishna. That will come by discussing about Krishna in these classes, studying the books about Krishna, serving Krishna, praying to Krishna. Krishna, you please help me. I'm a very fallen soul, but please help me to become established in your devotional service. And Krishna will help us. Tesham satasa yuktanam bhachatam priti purvakam dadami buddhi yogam tam yenam amupayanti te Yeah, you please get the translation. It's a well-known, well-known verse. You also learn these verses, that will be very nice. So, yes, this Krishna Conscious Movement is meant for a revival of the bhakti, which is the uh, crest jewel of Indian spiritual culture. Not just a revival, but to give something which even they didn't have before. Here in Tamil Nadu, there are so many big and beautiful temples. If we go, we'll appreciate the majesty of the Lord. Just like the day after tomorrow, we're planning to go to Sholingu. So, to visit that temple, one has to walk up for, you know, more than one hour.
ascend the steps. So, after doing that, we should have the idea that, well, yes, He's above us. The Lord is above us. It's a, it's a big effort to go up. To have His darshan is not such an easy thing. So that creates an impression in the mind of the greatness of the Lord. So the deity worship that Srila Prabhupada introduced to us is a little different in its whole outlook. That there's more emphasis on the sweetness of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada established mostly deities of Radha Krishna, along with, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. So, Radha Krishna, they, of course, Krishna is supreme, but when he's with, with Radha, the, the, the mood is more one of sweetness than of majesty. So, when people see the, the deities that we're worshipping, how nicely the deity worship is going on, Every day changing the, the nice, beautiful clothes for Radha and Krishna. Offering so many bhogs and aratis with everything very clean, accompanied by kirtan. And kirtan with dancing. In South India, the mood in the temple, it's very uh, formal. A lot of reverence, which is good. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement, along with reverence, there is the joy of bhakti. So, singing and dancing are are basic factors of the Sankirtan movement. So we want to establish temples with showing how beautiful, how sweet, how pleasing it is to worship Krishna by the process of deity worship with chanting and dancing. This is Pancharatruki Magan Bhagavat Marg side by side. That the Pancharatrik Marg is the deity worship and Bhagavati Marg is hearing and chanting about Krishna. So the whole point is to develop our appreciation for Krishna and his devotees. There's no proper appreciation of Krishna without appreciation of his devotees. Archaya Mevaharaye Pujas Chatrayanvite in the Bhagavatam it's described that one who worships the deity with great faith but doesn't know how to behave properly with others and doesn't appreciate other devotees, his bhakti is not transcendental. It's, on the mon- it's still mixed up with the mundane propensities. So we should appreciate devotees also how they're serving the Lord. In this world, especially in Kali Yuga, everyone is just becoming more and more materialistic. Someone who tries to serve Krishna is glorious. Even maybe due to past bad habits, they have some, some side to them which might not seem so good. But... In, in one way, that makes them even more glorious. That despite so many disqualifications, they're trying to serve Krishna. That in itself is the quali- that in itself is the qualification that one is trying to serve Krishna. Dhane jane pandite krishnere nahipai keval bhaktiya bosh chaitanya goshai. Neither by money, nor by having big name and fame, nor by being very learned, can one attain Krishna. 
But if one has actual genuine bhakti, service attitude, then that Krishna who has become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu becomes ingratiating to that. So this desire to serve the Lord and his devotees, this is bhakti. There are there may be other factors, but this is the essence. You see that uh, just like we were saying, great scholarship. One doesn't have to become a great scholar to serve Krishna. Certainly, it's required to understand the basic philosophy of Krishna consciousness. And if we are to preach Krishna consciousness, then certainly we don't have to know the philosophy. But simply by learning, and that in itself doesn't satisfy Krishna. Uh, similarly, a devotee of Krishna, he is not a sense enjoyer. But on the other hand, simply by being a great tapasvi or renunciant, that in itself doesn't satisfy Krishna. Now, in North India, there was just the Ardha Kumbha Mela at Prayag. So you'll see, if you go, you'll see so many yogis go there. Some of them are very austere. Practically, they hardly eat anything. But they're not dear to Krishna. Whereas, you see, Madhvacharya, he was... Uh, he'd, he would eat a lot. He's the incarn- or he's the reappearance of Bhimsay. So, there are, there are stories how after he'd been fed with so much prasad and then someone came with a huge, you know, pile of bananas, like a thousand bananas or something, he just took them all. You want to do that? Of course, we shouldn't imitate either. Prabhupada said you can eat like Bhim Sain if you perform activities like it. If you can serve Krishna with the energy that he served Krishna, then eat. But on the other hand, there's no need for us to try to live like Raghunath Das or the other Goswamis of Vrindavan who would they would take a little buttermilk and a few and a few grains of a few chickpeas. Every day. You know, I like to do that. Actually, not every day because sometimes they forgot. They're so absorbed in service, they sometimes they forgot to eat. So they became very thin. There's a story of Raghunath Das Goswami. He became quite sick. And uh, the devotees with him said, What's wrong? He said, I'm sick due to indigestion from overeating. And what overeating? You never you never eat practically. So where's the question of overeating? And he said, No, it's you know, I, I had too much rich food. So they called the doctor. Doctor in those days means the Vaidya, the Ayurvedic doctor. And he took his pulse and said, It's true, he's got indigestion from eating too much rich food. Devotees are wondering, well, how is that so? You know, we see him, we know he never eats any rich food or any food practically whatsoever. And Raghunath Das explained that, you see, in his... The great devotees, they have two lives going on simultaneously. They have their... What we see and what we don't see. So in his internal service to Radha and Krishna as a gopi in Vrindavan, he had eaten too much at a, at a feast. He had eaten too much rich food, and that manifested on the external platform. There are many such incidents. Shrinivas Acharya sometimes 
he would be absorbed in meditation on the pastimes of Radha and Krishna. And in the Radha Krishna Leela, he would see how Radha and Krishna and all the gopis, they're throwing these colors on each other. So he was part of that, throwing all the colors. And when he woke up from his meditation, he saw and everyone else saw that his whole body is covered in color. So these things are not to be imitated, but to be appreciated. That what wonderful things Srila Prabhupada has given us. So if we simply follow this very nice process of Krishna consciousness, always trying very sincerely to serve, then certainly in due course of time that uh, we will be eligible to enter into the spiritual world. Uh, at that point I was saying we should also appreciate the devotees. Due to our contaminated consciousness, it's easy to find faults, but uh, we should appreciate devotees. That's the, the first offense against the holy name is to blaspheme the devotees who have dedicated their lives for propagating the holy names. So, of course, it is the duty of the guru to make corrections and find out faults. In this uh, work I'm doing on Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the, uh, one, of the, this, one of his disciples, Jyoti Shekhar Prabhu, I personally uh, spent quite some time with him. So he was a young boy when he joined the Mart, and he was under the guidance of one of the senior disciples of Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur who always, was always very strict with him. And you know, any, any little fault he would point it out. And sometimes he would chastise me, even he hadn't done anything wrong. But just, but Jyoti Sheikha Prabhu appreciated how he is training me how to serve Guru and Krishna. So those, who, those whose position it is, they should try to help others by correcting them. But in general, our mood should be one of finding out the qualities of devotees and appreciating them. So let us do that. Live happily together and serve Krishna. Due to the nature of Kali Yuga, there may be or will be some disturbance. But we should keep clearly in mind our goal is to serve Guru and Krishna and go to the wonderful land of Krishna where no one talks because in Golok Vrindavan all talking is singing. Katha ganam natyam gamanam No one walks because walking is dancing. Apivangshi priyasake And always the, the very dear companion is the sound of Krishna's flute. Let us keep concentrated on that goal. Go back home, back to Godhead. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Does anyone have any question? Is, is Krishna gives liberation to the demons he kills. What kind of liberation do they get? Translate the question. Uh, well, it's not the same in every case. 
For instance, it's said in the case of Shishupal and Aghasura that the the spirit soul was seen to, of, of the demons of the, that he killed that was seen to merge into the body of Krishna. In the case of Putana, she got the position equivalent to his weaning nurse. Previously, when Krishna appeared as Vamandev, Putana was Ratnamala, who was the sister of Bali Maharaj. So, when she first saw Vamandev, she, out of maternal feeling, she thought, what a nice, beautiful boy. I would like to suckle him at my breast. But later, when she understood that he was Vishnu and come to take everything away, then she developed a demoniac attitude toward him. So with that demoniac attitude, she came as Putana, wanting to kill Krishna. But after Krishna had killed her, he remembered that she had some affection toward me. So by killing her, he nullified the offense, and then he gave her the reward of her affection toward him, which was the position of a weaning nurse. So if there's even a trace of attraction toward Krishna, then Krishna will give them the uh, liberation with the opportunity to serve him. Otherwise, they may get merged into the Brahma Jyoti. Those who Narayan kills generally get merged into the Brahma Jyoti. Mm. Any other questions? Yeah, that's described. It's described like that. And then the Acharyas say that afterwards, Shishupal, he, he got the... After merging in the body, again, he got the form to... of uh, went back to become, along with Dantavakra, Jayan Vijayan. That was a special case, of course. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 